Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious, a bit breezy day here in the best little city in America, which, of course, known to you and I as Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're going to spend the next couple hours here up to 5 o'clock, the end of your workday, engaging in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news. Wait. Eh, well, uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of politics, but not, you know, it's election day. So not not so much. But it is election day. I hope you're all out there voting. I got my sticker on. Got my sticker on. Uber producer Dan Peters is here with us today for one day. My sticker is not on, but I voted a couple weeks ago. So ah. I did not want to have that thing go through the wash a couple of times. Your sticker is 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 dried, crusted, cracked, and wilted. But it is, it, you had the sticker. That's, That's all that right. Matters. My battle sticker. Much like our republic. I no. know it. <laughs> I'm going to get it. My eyes have seen the gold. No. <clears throat> <laughs> that was a, you know, it's, it's funny you should mention that because that's going to come up in a minute. All right. That that era, that era. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And that was Harriet Beecher Stowe who wrote that? Is that true? I'm, I, I, that's the name that pops into my head. Oh, you better fact check. Yeah, that. I got to look at it. That, in fact, is uh, Uber producer Dan Peters and uh, also known as Voice of the Sky Force, where he's been the last couple of days, Friday, Monday, and then tomorrow. Right, there's another game tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah. yes. The Northern Arizona Suns. How was uh, last night? Was Memphis, right? That's correct. Not the Grizzlies. The hustle. The hustle. And uh, how did it go for our boys last night? They were on the ropes a little bit, and they trailed by five points late. But then they turned it around, and they actually won by one. Ooh, thriller! Hit the winning shot with nine point two seconds left. <laughs> And then the other team came back down, drove in the lane, the ball got battered around, and it ended into scrum at midcourt when the buzzer sounded. So it was crazy, crazy. Oh, man. That's awesome. So another one tomorrow night, uh, Northern Arizona Rattlers? Who? No. No. No, they're affiliates of the Suns. Ah. Uh, the Rio Grande Valley team down by in the uh, Rio Grande Valley of the Texas. Rattlers. They're the Vipers. Vipers. So that's the snake-related team in the G League. So Northern Arizona is the what? The Suns. The Suns. So they're both the Suns. Yeah, All right. the Phoenix Suns well, and the cool. Northern Arizona Suns. Tomorrow night, uh, tip-off at 7. 6.30. 6.30. I keep saying, t- you go live here at 6.30 on Information 1000 KSOL with Voice of the Sky Force, Dan Peters. Yes, sir. Against the Northern Arizona Suns. We got that all. So we're like we're doing pretty well, though. Our record, we... Are we one undefeated? Yeah. Two or three? Three. Yes. Yes. Off to a fast start. That's what we like to hear. Uh, yeah, so it's election day, and, you know, all we have to do is wait, right? Just a couple more hours, and we will know who our next governor is, who our next congressperson is, uh, secretary of state, auditor. Attorney um, general. Attorney general. All kinds of stuff. Who public lands and all that stuff. Was, was public lands on there? I think it is. There was a PUC on there. I know that. Oh, yes, there is PUC as well. I voted this morning because uh, I passed up every opportunity to early vote that I possibly could, apparently, and found myself, you know, scrambling, as I normally am. And uh, got, But I got there, and no line, no nothing. Just walked right up and voted. It was awesome. Um, so... Uh, tonight's election day, but tonight, um, I'm going to be watching the results. We're going to have a watch party, election night watch party down at Club David, uh, continuation of the public input series that we've had, uh, and city council met last night. So yeah, I wasn't going to do it last night. We only do Tuesdays. So we, we saved ourselves for tonight, election night. Uh, we've got some, uh, we've got some contests, got some pools, drink specials, that sort of thing. Uh, I, can't, I know one of them is called the Blue Wave. I don't know if there's a, a Red Wall or it's probably the same drink. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't even know what's in it. I just know it's called the Blue Wave. And uh, if you come down tonight to Club David on 10th Street between Dakota and Maine, uh, you can hang out with us and, and have a good time. Watch the results come in on the big screen. It is a really big screen. And we've got lots of TVs and it'll be a good time. Uh, also, if you like to play uh, the beanbag game, they have. Oh yeah, the beanbag with the uh, the hole. Yeah, they have okay, a tur- yeah. they have those indoor beanbag tournaments there at Club David every cool. Tuesday night. So when you're downstairs, you can hear the cheers from upstairs. So you can go back and forth. You know, they're not dissimilar beanbag. I I hesitate. You know, people call it cornhole, and I just 
I know. Yeah, that's, there is a negative connotation it, with that's that. That's not good. Not good. But so we just call it the beanbag game, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's fine. So we'll be down there. I don't know. I'll get down there probably. Polls close uh, East River at 7. But is our weird system here with our two time zones, they don't close for another hour uh, uh, West River. So then we don't get results until 8.01 or whatever. And then they start popping in on your, uh, on your big uh, uh, Secretary of State's website there. That's correct. That's where I get my results. That's straight from the, the juice right there. Yeah, there you go. That's how I do it. And uh, you know what's interesting is I noticed uh, that my former colleagues at Argus Leader Media, this is, I thought this was very strange, okay? And they aren't going to hold the print edition for the results of the election. Now, in the olden, back in the olden days, you know, the press didn't roll till midnight, first edition, second edition, like one thirty. You got, you know, you were there till the wee hours, right? Well, now, they roll the press like at five. I don't know what, I mean, you don't even have high school football scores in there, that kind of thing. But they're not holding it. They're not changing the press roll for uh, the election. So they're not going to be in tomorrow's paper. So, you know, what good are you? You know, I've delivered... The 2008 edition when Barack Obama was elected president of the United States. Really? I did. I made, I made that edition. <laughs> usually that came when I, and when I was delivering, it was three in the morning mm-hmm. or about 3.15 at the latest when it would get delivered to my drop-off site. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't get there till after four. Really? Yeah, it was, it was late in getting there, and I don't know what the distribution problem was that day. The problem was... That I also had to fill in for Chad that morning on the Main Street Cafe. <laughs> so I got about maybe two-thirds of the way through my route. I had to call my, my rep, and I said, oh, I, and I, said I can't finish. That's I, I, I got to go to work. And he said, I'll take care of it. Just leave him somewhere. And, yeah, I and wonder he, whose fault that was. I don't know. Certainly not mine. I, I don't remember that night, to be honest. So. It was a blur, that's yeah. for sure. I was managing editor at the time, so I know I was there. And it was a, it was a little bit late, but it wasn't that late. I mean, the uh, the results. So, and usually those bundles, and for for a regular, it would have been a Wednesday paper. Mm-hmm. That those bundles come in like stacks of maybe twenty mm-hmm. or fifteen, mm-hmm. depending upon the size of the paper. Those days where the bundles were in stacks of eight. Ooh. So those were heavy dogs. Yeah, there were day. a lot of pages. We used to clear off about eh, you know, eight, ten, twelve pages for results. You know, and because on a presidential night, of course, you've got all kinds of stuff going on and a uh, lot, a lot of, a lot of really uh, tight, tight deadlines and a lot of fun uh, looking back on it. But there were, there were, t- it was tough, but that's all gone. And I, I'm not, this is not, I'm not critical here um, in terms of the decision. It's just the way of the world. Um, Things have changed. It's the way it goes. Um, but, you know, I, it, it changes the dynamic a lot and, uh, I'll be looking at the Secretary of State's. We'll probably have, I would imagine early on we'll be running like uh, CNN and Fox and that sort of thing for our results. I'm not sure. We got four or five TVs there, so we can run different ones. Depends on the audio. Um, So we'll see uh, what we have on the screen, but then later probably we'll go local because the local TV stations won't come in until, gosh, I would bet nine, something like that. I would imagine that would be about the... the, uh you start to get the heavy results maybe yeah. between 8 and 8.30 and then really no prognostications until you get to 9. I would bet the uh, the ne- the networks, I would imagine the networks will be live earlier than that. I think I, this is a big enough deal that they'll be live. I think they'll, yeah, it's probably be between 6 and 7 local time. Yeah, maybe they'll come in like they'll, they'll, they'll play Wheel of Fortune or whatever after the local moves and then get <laughs> right into the politics. But we'll see. We'll be down there at Club David tonight hanging out, having a good time. Uh, you know, rolling commentary, always encouraged. It's a, it's a judgment free zone. Okay. There'll be no, this is, this, this is a place where you can come and express your opinion, have conversation in a high minded fashion and, uh, you know, without fisticuffs or, uh, moralizing, judging people based on their beliefs. We, we, we are a pluralistic operation down there. So that'll be fun. Uh, I hope you'll join us. Uh, we have a great show in the meantime. Um, we're going to talk about film, actually, a little bit. Local uh, film series. Julie Anderson Friesen, she's with Cinema Falls. And, of course, those are the good people that bring in all kinds of independent film. And they've got this uh, thing coming up. It's very, I, I believe it's, I think they're calling it the first ever Nordic film series. 
So that's right in the wheelhouse, right? Yeah, sure, you betcha. Yeah, oh, sure. my geez. Oh, my geez. Oh, my geez. We're going to talk about Norwegian film and Swedish film. Swedish film's awesome, awesome though. And, and I don't know much about Norwegian film, but I know a lot about Swedish. Well, I don't know a lot. I know there are Swedish films. I have seen Swedish, not those Swedish films, Dan. Stop. I know it. I'm Back sorry. In the day, that's a different deal. Uh, the Boon Man is our weird friend of the day, and I'll have a PL statement just after in the next break. Today's topic the new American Republic. That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Oh, baby, we're getting a little closer to free here at 321 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And our friends, the Bodines, bring us into the P&L statement. And is there any better time of the year to be closer to free than on Election Day? No, there is not, my friends. There is not. And uh, so it causes us to take time uh, as we're waiting for the results to come in on this fine midterm election that we have talked so much about in the in the first two years of the Trump administration and what it all means and where we're all going and how could we what's going to happen you know and you have to ask yourself are we really this bad if you you know if you watch the TV talk show the, the news is it really that bad is the real republic really in danger of collapse I mean you hear people say that it's a Our our institutions are in peril. And maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know, but I worry. I worry, people. Then again, governments change, you know. They're not not cast in stone. The only thing that's cast in stone, allegedly, are the Ten Commandments, right? The rest of it's just ah, the Magna Carta, maybe? No, no, that wasn't stone. That was just theory. None of it's cast in stone. None of it is anything but what we make of it. They morph. They adapt to the times. Right? They also die. Governments of all kinds, they die. They just go away. The underpinnings of them just fall apart. Because we're human beings. We create these things out of nothing. Out of a a, a social contract. a, a, A handshake. An agreement that I won't do unto you as you would do unto me. That's it. It rests upon nothing except goodwill and tradition and self-preservation. That's it. So governments change, they morph, they adapt to the times. France, look at France. France has been around forever, right? France is on its fifth republic. This one was formed in 1958. It's not that long ago. Not that long ago. In the United States, uh, I, you know, I found this. I found this. I was just looking around today, you know, just Googling. Googling, moogling. And, uh, I, you know, I've oft, often heard this, this concept of the, the fourth American republic, right? That we are nearing the fourth republic. We have been living under one constitution But in fact, it has morphed and changed to the point where there have been significant moments in our history that essentially changed the essence of the Constitution. There were whole-scale changes in the way we view government. And I I ran across this article. It's from 2009. It's old. It's in something called The American by James uh, V. DeLong. And, you know, it's a long essay, and and I, you know, it's called The Fourth Republic. That's how I found it, right? Not that hard. Uh, and he talks about the special interest state that has shaped American life for 70 years is dying, right? And that uh, what comes next is uncertain, but there are grounds for problems. Obviously, he wrote this a long time ago. I don't know, his, I don't know what his ultimate uh, standing is in the world. Got no idea. But I liked a bit of it. And he said, the United States has been called the oldest nation in the world in the sense that it has operated the longest without a major upheaval in its basic institutional structure, Right? 
the Constitution, uh, uh, 1787, and no other government can trace its current charter back that far. Uh, since then, Frank, France has had a monarchy, two empires, and five republics. England fudges by never writing down its constitutional arrangements, which is true, which proves that it's all just a handshake. But the polity of Gordon I is, more, is remote from that of George III, meaning over time it has changed. China's political convolutions defy summary. So the point being that things change and that America has had three distinct republics up to the, the first one from the Revolution to the Civil War, from the Constitution to the Civil War, that the Civil War so changed the way we view government that it became a new republic. It established that sovereignty belongs to the nation first and the state second, according to Mr. De Leon. And that's, you know, not, he didn't make that up. And that the nation rather than the state claims a citizen's primary loyalty. And you can see that. And then that, Republic runs to basically the New Deal because the New Deal changed the way we view our government and, and, and changed the way uh, the economy and the government work together. The ideal ideology of laissez-faire was designed to protect interstate commerce from rent, rentiers in the form of government officials exporting payments. <laughs> That's a great line. And so that was that was moved us into the third republic, and now we stand on the precipice of something else. And I would say, even the, when he missed, when the when this was written in two thousand nine, we have come further yet. And in fact, are we changing? Have we changed in the last ten years? I think you can make a pretty good argument that we have, or that we are, that the na- the nature of how we view government is fundamentally changing in this country. We don't know where we're going, but we know the days like this determine our path that every two years we make some sort of decision and sometimes they are monumental and sometimes given the time given the distance of history we realize that it was not as big a deal as we thought or that in fact it was much bigger than we could have conceived and i would say that since the since the recession since the great recession that the fundamentals of our economy has changed that the fundamentals of how we view government and what it did for us coming out of that recession has changed, that much like the New Deal, that it has perhaps fundamentally changed how we view government. And that has caused the great upheaval because we don't always agree on these things, right? And that we are in some level of upheaval and we are in some level of change, but we don't know where we're going. But at the end of today, we will have a better idea one way or the other, right? And in two years, we will have another chance. So thank you for doing that. And remember that no matter what the results are at the end of today and the end of next week and the end of 10 years, that our government is still built on nothing really, but an agreement. Agreement that we kind of all want the same thing. That it's a handshake, that it's a social contract, and that it's up to us to make sure that it works. So thank you. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. Oh, Patrick at KSO.com is my email. You can get us on Twitter at Pilali Show. Always good. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, a bit late, I might add. Uh, we will have the Boon Man in, and we're going to talk about voters. <laughs> we'll see what he has to say. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-six on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and I'm very happy to have on the phone for us, with us, for Weird Friends, my very good friend, the Boon Man. Boon Man, what's happening, baby? Yay! <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm proudly wearing my I Voted sticker. Oh, so am I. I voted today. That's good. I did. I did the electronic ballot. That thing is it. It, it feeds it in like you're buying a. Soda pop with a dollar bill vending machine. Really? Have you have you done that? No. At my voting precinct, they had one uh, electronic machine, and I used that as a touch screen. Pretty slick. I like that idea. I mean, I was I was the old school, sitting there at a little desk with some wooden 
dividers yeah. and uh, yeah. and uh, a pen and, and and the full ballot and filling in the little circles as dutifully as I could. That's pressure to fill the dots incorrectly. I actually, I you know, I do it, and then I'm like, oh, there's a little white on this side. Is yeah. that is that too much? Yeah. And then you know, you've got a normal ballpoint pen, which is not as perhaps exact as some other instruments. And then I'm trying not to go out, you know, I'm sure I, I overthought it. Yeah, probably. But the touchscreen was nice. You slide it in there and that's the touchscreen. It's a lot like, it kind of made me feel a lot like hot video lottery action. (laughs) (laughs) You just voted. It won't count. Yeah. So, uh, and then you can uh, you can review it at the end, and then boom, you put, and then it spits it back out, and you go throw it in the box and get your sticker. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. I, you know, but see, maybe if it did give you, maybe if you'd had a chance to win twenty to a thousand dollars every time you voted, yeah, that would be an incentive. <laughs> we'll get that in the legislature. Have them consider that next year. I mean, next if it's session. if it's just random, right? Yeah. You know? Yep. Who who knows who everybody every person in each county one person in each county, so your odds yep. in the you know or each voting wins a hundred bucks. That would I would think that would certainly increase voter turnout. Wow, I never thought about this before. We have the technology. Oh yeah. And then when you win yep. the, all the bell like the confetti drops and ooh hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's make solved. it so. Except then, you know what, though? You know what the problem with that is? Uh, voters. That? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the problem. It's just like neighborhoods. You know what can ruin a perfectly good neighborhood? Neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> you know why? People are no damn good. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's it right there. And so yep. then you'd have people just filling out a ballot who didn't know anything. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, well, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of those that are... The eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know, I did my sample ballot a couple of weeks ago carefully. Well, we talked about it on the program. Mm-hmm. We carefully went through each of the items mm-hmm. and uh, made a thoughtful decision and then uh, went and did that this morning. So, and, and what, what will turnout be? What, I heard a, a quote on the radio. Uh, I don't know what municipality it was, but they were talking about expecting, um, like, Somewhere in the neighborhood of 33, 35%. I think that's fair in this election. Um, yeah. we, I mean, we have a governor's race, but we don't have a Senate race. Yep. And in a midterm, that would be a higher yep. profile. You know, we might touch 40. We might touch 40. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. go 40 plus or minus two. <laughs> What's the over-under? Yeah. The over-under would be if you were uh, a degenerate gambler, a DJ, yes. as you like to say. Yes. If if you were vote, if you were betting on this kind of thing, and again, we're not we're not advocating that. But if you were, there would be an over under. But we're not discouraging it. <laughs> no, we're not taking a position on the morality of it. Yeah. If there were an over under on on turnout, what would you what would you first? Well, of all, let's okay. just for just for funsies, let's make a wager. Okay. What? Well, well, you set the over under, and then then we'll make our wager. Uh, I'm going to say 39 under, you're going to take the under, I'm taking the under. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the over just cause I think, I think there's a chance. One now, American dollar, one American dollar. You got the under, I got the over. Not under. one doll hair, <laughs> not, one, not one buck, one dollar, one American U S dollar, one piece of Legal American tender. currency. Yes. Amounting to the one dollar that that many other currencies around the world could are be a peg- Sacagawea dollar. Yep. It could be one of them old school ones. Yeah. A Dwight a, Eisenhower. A silver dollar. The, yeah. The Dwight Eisenhower dollar. Could be a Liberty silver dollar. I I want to bring silver back, dollar. I'm all for bringing back uh getting rid of of some of that uh legal tender, the paper tender. You know? I was when I was in uh, Europe the uh, last spring, and whenever I'm in Canada, you know, you they got the one year with their fake money they have. Yeah, <laughs> they got the one. And it's year, different sizes. I know, isn't that weird? You're trying to fold it up the, when you do get dollars or you know bills. Yeah. You're trying to fold it up, and it's all different size, different sizes. It won't. 
It is a very strange and, thing. And it doesn't feel like you've spent, oh, yeah, hey, you wanted to do 100 of these? Yeah. I was in um, the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. Czechia. They're trying to get Czechia to, that, that's, what, that's what they'd like the country to be called, oh, not yeah. the Czech Republic. Yeah, that's Czechia. right. Czechia. And I think it's, uh, I can't remember what they call their fake money over there, but uh, the uh, Coke is like 12,000 <laughs> kroner, yeah, something like that. Kroner is Sweden. Okay, it's something funky. Yeah. Some Maybe made up name for pretty... their monopoly money over there. Do they? And it's a ridiculous amount that you need. Yeah. Well, isn't it, don't they have euros in, in Czechia or are they not on nah, the euro? They, they will take the euro, but they prefer the Czechia. Huh. The, che- the Czech money, whatever, whatever the it is, they like that. So yeah, you get a better deal if you use their currency. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not bad. I I did not mind uh, uh, Euro coins, one and two Euro coins. Yep. I thought that was fine. And then you didn't get to the paper until you got to the fiver. And uh, uh, most of them wanted the coins. Like if you if you were going to pay for a latte or something and a cappuccino and you had you know held out your, mo- your, your money with because you don't know what any of it means. You yeah, just hold, exactly. Just hold up. I have this many. <laughs> yes, just here's all my money. And they, here's my like, wallet. No, 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 no. Give me the coins. Give me the, I date the coins. Yes, here's yeah. my wallet. Just please give it back to me. Don't take my credit cards, please. Uh, but that doesn't have anything to do with voting. The, no. Uh, we're, we're, so, I, you know what? Hold on. We're going to come right back. I have something to say about voters. All right. Can All you right. Hold on. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOL. Forty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one one thousand KSOO. And in fact, it is up to us to change a town called Malice. And we are talking about just that with the Boone Man on Weird Friends. So before we went to break, Boone Man, yes, you and I were discussing uh, over under on voter turnout, and we placed mm-hmm. that at thirty-nine. I took the over, you took the under for for one American dollar, and we got off track on a conversation about international currency, which is fine. That was good. Um, but getting back to the voters, okay. Um, uh, a former colleague of mine, Mr. Mr. Jonathan Ellis at the at Argus Leader Media, would write a column periodically, once basically every major election, saying, "Don't vote, <laughs> please, God, don't vote." Because if you haven't paid any attention up to this point, don't go vote. Just don't do it. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on on the great unwashed, you know. The people who don't pay attention to it or, you know, it's should there be some sort of test? It's not it's not based on income. It's not based on race. It's not based on ethnicity. It's not based on anything other than do you pay attention? What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. How, how do yeah, I, I would in principle, I would agree. Yeah, that people should be engaged and understand and form a, 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 an informed opinion. Uh, but they don't because. What does it all come back to? Money. Most people are just no damn good. (laughs) They don't care. No, they don't care. They care more about the bachelor or the voice or, you know, who's going to win the Oscar award or the Grammy award or the Golden Globe award. You know, they pay more attention to Survivor and Big Brother and Mm -hmm. than, than they do to... And the boring election stuff. The over-under on the Vikings game in the parlay. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> but you can, the thing is, you can you can enjoy all those things. Yes. And still pay attention. You can attention. have it all. You're an American. You can have it all if you mm-hmm. just take a minute to pay attention. So maybe, maybe they shouldn't vote. Maybe if you, you know, and there's a lot of controversy about uh, voter disenfranchisement, right? And I don't like the fact that sometimes uh, uh, there are people out there with with nefarious intent, right? But sure. if you haven't voted for ten years, maybe you need to show a little interest. Maybe you got to go re-register something. Yeah. 
you know, you have to re-register your driver's license. Mm-hmm. You have to re-register for your concealed carry permit. Mm-hmm. Thank God. You have what? to renew the tags on your car every year, relicense it. Mm-hmm. All of those things cost money. Yeah, this is free. It cost anything to go re-register to vote. It's just time. And I, I also think that you should vote on election day. Oh, it really? shouldn't be so easy to do absentee, early voting. Vote on election day. That's when you vote. Because people that voted, I talked to somebody today, I said, did you vote today? Oh, I voted two months ago. What do you mean you voted two months ago? <laughs> How do you, you do, that's two months of something that's happened and you've already voted. Well, let me ask you this. So yeah. you, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you had your sample ballot out. You were making yeah. your informed choices and you made, mm-hmm. did you change your mind on anything between then and now not from two weeks ago how about two months but ago? i could have yeah that's true you had the option to yes but some people never once my vote mind. is cast it's cast it's in stone it's, it's stone. out there so <laughs> make the effort to go vote it's open from 7 a.m to 7 p.m mm-hmm. everybody can get out and do that you know south dakota i saw that this cares. list today i saw a list today South Dakota is one of whatever number of states, 20 states, say it is, where the law says uh, you, uh, an employer has to pay you for a certain amount of time to go vote. I to did go not vote. know this. So you can even get paid to take the time to go vote. Now, I don't know what the caveats are on that, but sure. there you go. In South Dakota, we will pay you to vote. Yeah, so go and, vote. And the over-under is still only 39 you think we could get some action on this on the side? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably call a guy. I got a guy that I know. A guy that I know that knows a guy. We probably could, yeah. I mean, there's, there's action I, on I everything. Think, I think that deal on uh, the, the kind of the lotto vote deal, I think that could get some traction. We'll have to talk to, uh, yep. we'll have to, talk to Governor Noam about that. <laughs> Is that your prediction, Noam? That's my bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still some. Some are quite are wondering, but that's what you're. That's what you're going with. You're going. I think with the over over under on that is low sixties. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. Let's think about this because I think well, I had a discussion uh, with uh, your friend, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Staub, this week. Yeah. And he said it's going to be within like two to three points. I said five points. You would put it at something closer to. 10 points. Yes? Like yes. A, at least yeah. a 55 45. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. we got that on the grid. On the you that's your square on the grid. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, Cause perfect. You, Cuz you got to have a so pool. You'll be winning some more dough. Yeah, that's right. Uh boom man, well we'll see how it comes out and uh hopefully we'll get to talk to you next week, huh? Deal. Cheers. Bye. Coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour, we are going to chat with Julie Anderson Friesen of Cinema Falls and we're just going we're going to talk about good movies, film. All, we're just going to we're just going to hang out. And we're just going to talk about something other than politics. It's going to be fun. I maybe we'll divert, I don't know. This is the Patrick Lally show, Information 1000 KSOO. No you're right. 3:58 on the Patrick Lally show, Information 1000 KSOO. Yes, know your rights, people. Coming up uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Dakota Angler Ice Institute at the Sioux Falls Arena. Friday, 3 to 9, Saturday, 10 to 7, Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3. See the latest and greatest in the ice, ice fishing industry. Learn from the experts on how to use the equipment to catch fish. Mission's five bucks. Coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour, Julie Friesen from Cinefo- Cinema Falls. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we, on this election day, have decided to finally cast politics aside and move on to more interesting topics. And today, let's film. And more specific. Well, we're going to talk about all this in just a second because Julie Anderson Friesen is here and she is with the Cinema Falls. Don't you call, your, what do you call yourself like the mayor of Cinema Falls? Is that it? I How? do. Yeah. I mean, sort of. <laughs> That's how it was when it started. You know, now it's just Julie. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of the fun 
part of it. Yeah. In an alternate universe, I am the mayor of Cinema Falls. And you haven't uh, you haven't been on the you've been on the show. It's been a while though. Yes. And so I think it's important for you to tell people um, if they don't already know what a fine fine organization you run and what you do. Well, Cinema Falls uh, launched in 2012, so we've you know been around for mm-hmm. a while now, and. Our mission is to bring what is called art house cinema to the Sioux Falls region. We and I say region, we have people driving from out of state and from far away to come see our films and so we share American American independent film documentaries and world cinema. And um you've been doing it like you say since 2012. Yes. Um and it, it it's going well, right? There is actually a market for Movies that not everybody has heard of. Absolutely. And I think more than any, I mean, we exhibit film, but we're also a community. So we are, we almost operate like a nonprofit, even though we are not a nonprofit, Mm -hmm. but we're really, you know, community based, mission driven. Um, And then we basically just go out and find all the people who really like these types of films or it's often called specialty cinema. Mm -hmm. And they're movies that maybe they've read about in bigger newspapers or that they read about online or film critics they follow talk about these films. But they're usually in Omaha or Chicago or uh, Minneapolis. And so essentially we have... Uh, kind of a built-in base of people who have become pass holders. They just want to be a part of this. Uh, they sign on. They don't even know at the beginning of the season what I'm going to mm-hmm. schedule and book, and that's why I just they mean so much to me. Uh, but they count on me to bring this film. And then sometimes people just see one or two films they like, and they might buy an individual ticket and attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially it is... Uh, a fall season and then a spring season and uh, and great films. And every once in a while, like more recently, our, our, our pass holders have just grown and grown. And uh, we've had a couple films. Our, our closing film last fall was RBG. Our opening film this year uh, was Dark Money. And in both cases, we had to add another theater. Mm. So that's three, four hundred people coming to see a film on a single night. And so we gen- generally we don't show films if they're streaming because when you experience a film and you're having a great time and it's really enjoyable, but you do that in community, it just adds to your perception of the value of that. You It, it builds community. People talk afterwards. They go out to eat. Mm-hmm. They connect beforehand. Um, so that's really what we want. We want like-minded people to find each other. And uh, we're going to talk about the what you have coming up on November eighteenth. You have this uh, the first the inaugural Nordic Film Festival, which you know we have a lot of people of, of Nordic heritage around here. So we're going to talk about that in more detail here in a moment. Um, but I'm interested. And you touched on streaming. In in a way, has the the just the incredible explosion of uh, of access to all kinds of different kinds of film and and you know long so what what are basically 10 hour films in in uh episodic uh, uh streaming television which is amazing um has all of that actually enhanced the interest in what it is you do because that's kind of off the grid i guess i don't i think there's a little bit of a back and forth uh certainly i see that more people really in particular stream documentaries mm-hmm. And I think that has kind of expanded people's interest in documentaries. And so then when they read about one that they want to see, like we just booked out a theater in this summer and had everyone attend Mr. Rogers, you know. Yeah. So, But it's just different when you see it in a group and in an audience. It's a, like a collective sigh or a collective laugh or a collective gasp. And that has its own sort of magic and and strength uh, to it, and most people carry that experience with them more so than if they're sitting at home. But I also understand uh, this is also a community with a lot of people who have kids. A lot of people really need to watch films that they can start after their kids get to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so I'm so grateful for the people who come out and they want to see something before it's streaming. We have a group of purists who would say watching something on a device is is just not 
you know, that's mm-hmm. not how it was meant to be. But I think what we really try to do is I don't think any filmmaker ever made any work that they poured their heart and soul in hoping someone would watch it on their smartphone. You know, they want if they've done such a great job with the work and the framing and the cinematography that they've done, we're trying to respect the artists because we celebrate film as art. Mm-hmm. So when that film is up on that big screen, that's a different experience, and we feel like it's a great way to honor the artist that made it. Oh, absolutely. And like you say, there, you know, you know that it's not going to be every single person who wants to watch a movie can come on at this time on this day. And the world has changed a little bit. At the same time, people like to talk about movies. Even if you watched it and they want to tell people, hey, I saw this movie. And it was great. You should watch it. It's on Netflix or Hulu or, you know, uh, Prime or whatever it is. Right. But they want that experience, too, uh, of the, the, the exchange of information, the, the, the shared experience. So you're still feeding into that. Um, that doesn't go away. No. But, and, and we also have, you know, com- post-film conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just we just showed a film recently um, called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Mm-hmm. It was a hilarious documentary about this unknown era of industrial musicals. But our audience didn't know that Sioux Falls had a gentleman who lived here, grew up here, started to go to college here, went to Chicago, and had this incredible career as a composer and lyricist and made his living writing industrial musicals. But he also was nominated for an Oscar. I didn't know that. No. So who I, is it? Give, who, what's the name? Do you remember? Lloyd Norlin. You're kidding me. Lloyd Norlin. So, so you'll walk around Sioux Falls and you'll see Norlin Concrete yeah. movies, right? So yeah, his, his yeah. dad had a concrete. And his son, Eric, lives in Chicago. And he was going to get in the car and drive with his wife and come and see his dad's life celebrated. Wow. And we had this whole big thing planned and he got sick. But Lloyd Norlin... I come to find out, was like best friends with Sylvia Hankin. So he would drive to Sioux Falls and they would hang out, play piano and sing all weekend and have a blast. And then he would head back to Chicago and write these industrial musicals. So they were big Broadway shows where that they spent more money on these than they even did maybe on My Fair Lady, you know, to get that to the stage. And only it was like a big song and dance routine with... Martin Short, maybe Tony Randall, Florence Henderson, Mrs. Brady, and they would do these big what? shows for for like Xerox and <laughs> you know uh, Chevy and uh, silicone and um, that's you know wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the film the the film was about the the guy who started investigating these and finding them, and he was the head comedy writer for David Letterman. So he recorded a message to the Norlin family with the director, sent it to us, and we played it on the big screen where he acknowledged Lloyd Norlin's gifts. And, and then we did, a show, we did our own little show on Lloyd Norlin because he was in his category, in his nomination category for an Oscar. Yeah. He was competing against Cole Porter, <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Hammerstein, oh my God. Frank Lesser, you know, of like guys well, and dolls. I mean, this guy had, and he was twenty-three. That's and, an amazing story. Yeah. And and before we uh, go to commercial here, I want to, in case people miss it, I want you to tell people where they can uh, find out where you show the films and and how they can find out what you're doing before we move on. Here. Sure, sure. Cinemafalls.com. dot com. Yeah, it's and, all there. And uh, you sh- normally show the films. At the West Mall, right? It just depends. We've got three different locations coming up uh, for our film. That's why we just send people to the website at cinemafalls.com because they'll find out where the film is, the rating, how to get tickets, the whole works. Awesome. We're going to come right back and talk more with Julie Anderson Friesen. She is the mayor of Cinema Falls, and we're going to talk more about film and this Nordic Fest they've got coming up, which will be really great. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOL. 422 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We listen to a bit more than Wait So Long by Trample by Turtles than we normally do because Julie Anderson Friesen is here and she's a fan. Right, Julie? I am a big fan, yes. And, uh, and, and we'll both be at the uh, January 18th show at the, or- at the uh, Pavilion, right? Yes. I think it's the 18th. Anyway, um, 
but that's not why she's here. She's here because she's the mayor of Cinema Falls. And we were we were talking <laughs> about film. I'm not running for office. <laughs> You're not running for anything. And we're not talking about politics. We're talking about film. Yes. And, and we're going to continue this story about Lloyd Nordland because I'd never heard it. And and you were telling me more about this is an amazing story. The movie, the, the documentary was called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Yes. And you showed it this summer. Yeah, I showed it just weeks ago. Just weeks ago. Just weeks ago. And then discovered this crazy link to Sioux Falls and a man named Lloyd Norlin, like the Rotary Norlin Park over on 26th Street. Yes, that's his family. Mm -hmm. And he was nominated for an Oscar, or yes, for an Academy Award, right? And and the family that all knew him in Sioux Falls, the Hankin family, Mm -hmm. he had never told them he'd been nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) It never came up. Never came up. (laughs) Uh, but Maybe Sylvia knew, but the the documentary is a is a comedy, essentially, or it's funny. It's oh a yeah, oh, it's hilarious. It's funny. Yes, very funny. And uh, uh, but you, there, there's more to this guy that yes. you were just telling me. This is amazing. Go ahead, just okay. tell more about. Tell us about this guy. This so Lloyd Norlin has uh, just become this fascinating person to me, and I have this, I guess, personal mission now that uh, I think he belongs in the South Dakota Hall of Fame because he was very humble, and so. Uh, so in the midst of conversation, uh, I was telling a couple of season pass holders about the film that was coming, Bathtubs Over Broadway, and it was about industrial musicals. And by chance, Joe Hankin said, oh, yeah, we knew a guy who used to do industrial <laughs> musicals. And one thing led to another, and I reached out to the director of the film and the film subject, the guy who's obsessed with industrial musicals, mm-hmm. who used to be the comedy writer for David Letterman, and said – there's a man from Sioux Falls named Lloyd Norlin, and I guess he used to write industrial musicals. And the guy wrote back and said, I have a page dedicated to him in my book, and furthermore, some of his music is played in the film, and I've been looking for the Norlin family for like over a decade. You're kidding. Is there any way that you can help me? And so... By the time that we made it to the film screening and all of the events, I was able to send him practically an Ancestry.com document because Joe and Ann and Susan McGowan and Jean, they had the tracked Hankin down. The family. The, yeah, yes. Sylvia's descendants had tracked down the contact information, and I was able to get that to the film subject who, who cared about these industrial musicals. So anyway, we were going to have this tribute to his son, who yeah. was going to drive here for the show from Chicago. And as I was doing all this work to put this uh, kind of background story and tribute together, it just got more and more interesting as I started uncovering it. So as I presented it to, to the family, mm-hmm. they didn't even know. So, that so is this, wild. this guy is 23 years old. He starts out going to college in Sioux Falls. He moves to Northwestern. He decides to go to school in Northwestern. Nobody, I think not a lot. He was in the Glee Club in, at Washington High School, but not a lot of people maybe knew. They more, they more knew him as a place kicker. You're kidding me. For the football team. <laughs> so he goes to sh- Chicago. He gets his master's of music degree. He's going to graduate in May. But sometime in January, he would have been notified that he was going to be nominated for an Oscar. And... He's not, I don't even think he's 23 years old yet, and, and he's going to be nominated. And it's, this is the year, when you think about the year in film that this is, uh, Citizen Kane was up for Best Picture. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, he gets nominated, but he, he doesn't win the Oscar. His film was called All-American Co-Ed, and it was a, a gender-bender comedy. And the, his song... Uh, doesn't win, and uh, but he decides after he graduates, it's 1941, 1942, and he volunteers for World War II. Oh, my gosh. And becomes a tail gunner, and he flies of 55 all things. missions. That's what this guy did. The survival and, rate on that is not good. And so he does that. For I, I th- it, uh, so anyway, he comes back from his 
you know, service. Yeah. And uh, he is, had been given a contract with Paramount, and Paramount is just in the midst of horrible labor disputes. And he moves to, he has to go back to Chicago and uh, starts teaching music and then ends up getting hired to do these industrial musicals at SNA Studios in Chicago, which was where Charlie Chaplin was during the SNA period of his comedies. So he's working at SNA Studios. And in the midst of, you know, all of this, uh, he just has this, you know, great, successful career in industrial musicals and eventually comes back because he stays in touch with Sylvia and they're buddies yep. and Sylvia and Mort and the family they just remain lifelong friends and eventually he writes for like a, he writes a piece for the bicentennial that's performed at Mount Rushmore and then he writes a song that is the closing song for every single municipal band concert since forever and it's I'm from Sioux Falls South Dakota and so we played that for the whole theater yep. so they could hear an actual municipal band recording of it that I got from Christopher Hill, who made sure <laughs> that I could play it That's for everyone awesome. in the theater. So it was a great tribute night. And, you know, you can't get that on Netflix. <laughs> no, you cannot. And we are going to come right back after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're going to talk more with Julie Anderson Friesen about film. It's an amazing story. And I've been looking for Sioux Falls, South Dakota online. I can't, but somewhere it has to exist. I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. There it is. That's all I know of it. So we'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSLO. 437 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSLO. I could just let music play and Julie Anderson and Friesen and I could just talk. I mean, that'd be, that would be fine because that's <laughs> yeah. what we've been doing. Yes. She is the mayor of Cinema <laughs> Falls, which is a, 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 a local organization that... Uh, company really that that brings in uh art films foreign films all kinds of film and uh the reason i had you in here we haven't even hardly talked about it yet because we've been talking about this great story about lloyd nordman but the you have the first the inaugural nordic film fest coming up uh in it that is uh november 18th yes so tell us why what is the nordic film festival and and why would you do such a thing this is something that's probably been you know chewing in the back of my mind for about three years but you know obviously we we have this uh, we have a lot of Scandinavian heritage Mm -hmm. in our community but also uh, I think we have this really great um, kind of as the weather gets colder I think everybody (laughs) sort of appreciates I would say that Nordic vibe and then you kind of look at this word huga that's being thrown around a lot like cozy candlelight say uh, that again Huga. 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 <laughs> but, uh, but I'll tell you what really kind of started cementing it for me is, uh, you know, obviously there's lots and lots of Scandinavian, you know, we have Augustana University, mm-hmm. we've got lots of Lutheran churches, we've mm-hmm. got, you know, all this. But there's also, um, we also got a Volvo dealership. <laughs> and well, right. Volvo came to town and then... Uh, I saw that we were going to have a Scandinavian designs store mm-hmm. moving into the old Toys R Us space. And I really think this is, you know, there's a reason for that. And and whether you are you have any Scandinavian heritage at all, you're running, probably you've run up to Ikea <laughs> and had fun up there or gone to the Hewing Hotel. So anyway, I just felt like the time was right. The season was right. But Cinema Falls, actually, since 2012, we have had a strong history of playing Nordic film. And, and we should point out it's not it's not just the Norwegians. It's also those of us with some Swede. Oh, yes. So don't forget our Swede. And it's, you know, Iceland, Denmark, Finland. So I've shown several um, films from Finland. Uh, so I really thought it would be fantastic to have one day of Nordic film and make it pretty simple for people. Come in the afternoon, stay all afternoon. I I have it happening downtown at the Orpheum. There's going to be an hour and a half dinner break because Mm. I really want to, uh, I'd love to see more foot traffic downtown. People can window shop. They can go eat downtown. So it's a a great opportunity on a Sunday night for those restaurants that are open to welcome people who are down there for this film day. Um, I created a smorgasbord dinner 
uh, that people could buy a separate ticket to attend and mm-hmm. and be a part of that. And Bros is doing. I mean, Ryan Tracy, oh, he's yeah. just got this phenomenal buffet, like lingonberry chicken and Ooh. Swedish meatballs and smoked trout and s- Swedish desserts. I mean, it's just going to be lovely. And um, it's really close to dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but, feeling it. And so he's he's doing that, and we I think we don't even have. Um, I don't. I'm not even sure if we even have 20 tickets left for that event. Oh, you know, wow. it's just really, really gone uh, crazy. So that's the Orpheum's be... not huge, but it's what, five, six hundred seats, right? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll be thrilled if we have, uh, you know, however, whoever is there, because in the afternoon, uh, I don't know that we'll pack it out the first year, but the afternoon we have this film that I think everybody has heard of the Pippi Longstocking books, but what people don't know is the story of Astrid Lindgren, who was the author. And this is really a a, a story about her coming of age. It's how she got to be the woman she became. Mm -hmm. And it's also a very big insight. It shows how she formed the character of Pippi Longstocking, who is fierce, rebellious, strong, Mm -hmm. young girl. And so, uh, and the story is told in part through the letters written to her in her old age as an author from children. And so it's those are the great little touchstones throughout the film. That's amazing. But it's a beautiful, beautiful, and we're premiering it. Uh, it's not, uh, this is a film that's on the film festival circuit. Yep. So this is not in New York or L.A. or anywhere else yet. So, uh, so we'll premiere that film, and then we'll have our break. Uh, some people who got their tickets will get to go to the smorgasbord, and then we'll come back for this great Norwegian disaster film. And a couple of years ago, we showed a film called The Wave, set in Norway, mm-hmm. about a tsunami in the Gurungur fjords. This one is Tremors Under the City of Oslo. Um, and a, a true story is that Oslo had a very devastating earthquake in 1904, and uh, it is kind of a, a speculative idea that these tremors could come back yeah. and these tremors that they do actually measure all the time. So that is uh, – it's the same family from the movie The Wave, only now it's a new director, Andreas Anderson. He's taken over. Um, and now the family has moved to Oslo and tr- disaster seems to follow them. And uh, so that's – that sounds fascinating. But it's they, the they, edge they, of your seat, and it's, you know, it's just Norway's take on an American genre that we're so, so these, famous these for. These two films, the the schedule is it's at the Orpheum Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bar opens at one thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Theater opens at two two thirty matinee. Mm-hmm. Uh, then cleared uh, and closed at five for dinner, which is very civilized. Reopens six forty five seven fifteen. Uh, the evening film starts. Yeah. You know, that's just that. It sounds like a fantastic. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday, and then we're also going to include a, a short program, uh, additionally in the evening, that features um, a woman from Augustana. That uh, she's from Norway. Mm-hmm. She made a film here uh, on the homeless of Sioux Falls. She uh, kind of. That film became kind of her calling card to apply to film school. She wanted to – We Cinema Falls hosted an event mm-hmm. where we brought in Barbara Schock from South Dakota, South Dakota's only Oscar winner. Yeah. She met Barbara Schock. She came back to me, asked me if I would write a reference letter for her. <laughs> we showed her film to show her support. We showed her film. We um, She applied. She got in. And she's at NYU now studying with Barbara Schock, and she has sent us – uh, a student film that she made, and That's she's going to talk to us in a in a quick on screen conversation from Norway, and so we're oh. going to feature her and and just keep her a part of our community. Yeah, and that's and that's during this whole what, when when are you in doing the that? evening? We're okay. going to do that in the evening. That's fantastic. We're going to come right back and uh, talk more with Julie Anderson Friesen, uh, who is the mayor of Cinema Falls, and. Uh, they've got you've got other events coming up. We gotta we gotta na- nail some of these down because people need to know they're coming. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Four forty eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. And 
I'm here with uh, Julie Anderson Friesen. We're just listening to music, having a nice time, and talking about film. That's you know what's be- what better way to spend an hour of radio? It's like my perfect day, <laughs> right there. Your uh, music selection just makes it. So oh, that's well, great. thank you very much. The um, we've we've talked about the uh, uh, the Nordic Film Fest. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that right. It's the inaugural. Uh, Nordic oh. Film Festival. Sure. And it's November 18, and uh, you can still probably get a ticket if you're fast, and you go to cinemafalls.com. Or yes. Dot d- com, cinemafalls.com. Get more information about that. It's also on our Twitter feed. You can go to P. Lally Show and find out. Uh, and and tickets are 15 bucks for the movies, 45 bucks for the, the huge buffet. But that's a different story. But you've got other stuff coming up, Julie. Right. Um. Tell us, tell the folks you got two more movies in November, right? Yeah, this is sort of an embarrassment of riches in November. We are, we've got a film that we're going to show at Icon because that setting will be perfect for this film. And the film is called Brewmasters. And it is a documentary on craft beer. And so uh, probably mm. a year ago, Joel Thompson reached out to me and said, hey, Fernson would really like to partner with Cinema Falls mm-hmm. if the right thing comes along. So this documentary came along, and it's really – it's kind of about these people in training to become brewmasters and uh, to qualify. It's almost like, you know, with wine, you reach a sommelier yes. category, but this is um, – I think it's called Cicerone, and it's a, a master uh, brewer's level. And so it's it's interviews with different people who are t- trying to make it, you know, in this uh, – new world of craft beer and um and you know i just know fernson and and all the all, a lot of the brewery brewers here in sioux falls they're all working so hard and uh and they're local and mm-hmm. we need to support them and and cinema falls is local so it's a great great uh collaboration and so and that's november the, 13th. november 13th Got it. tuesday night at icon so people can order a pizza and then watch this doc and then mm-hmm. Uh, they're two co-founders, uh, brewers, co-founders, and then Joel. We're going to have a post-film conversation. So that's a great night. And then on the 27th of November, another Tuesday night, uh, after Thanksgiving, when people are ready to head back to the theaters, we've got a film with Carrie Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal. And that film is called Wildlife, and it's based on a novel. So there are book clubs in November that are grabbing yeah. that book and reading it and um, and picking it up and the Siouxland Library is going to help lead one of those conversations and then uh, and we're showing the film and it's just Paul Dano is the director a lot of people remember him from Little Miss Sunshine guy in the back of the VW (laughs) finds out he's colorblind you know Uh, just great guy and it's it's his debut feature and it is perfectly directed Um, but those two stars and and with Carrie Mulligan it's probably a career best performance and she's probably going to be nominated that's amazing uh, so it's it's beautiful beautiful film well and uh, set in montana jake gyllenhaal i mean yeah man the guy's made some good movies he just doesn't he, has, he doesn't do any clunkers near as i can tell no he and he's so good uh and in this film he plays a golf pro uh in montana who's fallen on hard times and he's gonna try you know being a firefight firefighter um, but it's just this quiet study uh, that's really powerful, but told from the point of view of their son, the son who's watching mom and dad go through this difficulty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people are talking about this film. They're talking about the buzz and, and in particular, both of these performances. And, and it was a, hard to get. This, is what, <laughs> this was a hard one for me to get for just one night. So, this, uh, so that one is at the West Mall? That one's at the West Mall. And, so. and uh, all the details for all of these are on cinemafalls.com but you also then will be on the website and in other places uh be announcing you'll be having movies next spring you'll start all up again right yes we'll start again i'll I'll have a couple more films in december to keep an eye on and watch for and then uh and then we'll take a break so i can breathe and uh not be running events constantly in november here and take a break and then we Hunt for more film and come back at the end of January. Oh wow! It does, the, the break is not that long, is it? <laughs> no. uh, so you can and you can get 
basically all of this if you become like it's a season pass or how right. does that work right you can become a season pass holder um and it's just we kind of it, it it's transferable it's just kind of an easier way to attend all the mm-hmm. films you don't always know what i'm going to program but you just dive in feet first and you say i'm in for the whole season and people love it and we've just keep growing and um people have always felt like it was a great value uh, they transfer if they can't use their pass. Right, but, but you're guaranteed your seat. That's what you're doing. Yeah, you're you, buying. You're buying an experience. You're buying an experience, but you show up. You come right through a quick line. You mm-hmm. check in. It's it's at the point now where I've like some of our pass holders. It's great when they show up. I get a hug. You know, they become <laughs> friends. Uh, they become friends with each other. Yeah. Uh, and then several of them, like, they go out afterwards and they formed their own groups where they like, go and talk about the film. So it's really a great place for people who love. American independent film, love documentaries. They aren't afraid of world cinema and Mm -hmm. subtitles because they know that's exactly what Dances with Wolves' entire movie was. (laughs) And they want a bigger picture. They're hungry. They want cinematic nourishment. And we're happy to feed them. Julie Anderson Friesen, she is the mayor of Cinema Falls, and and, uh, they have been going since 2012. Uh, Julie, thanks so much for coming in. and we hope to talk to you again real soon. Thanks for having me. Coming up after this break, we'll tell you what's coming up tomorrow. Just more good stuff. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 4.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. I am going down to Club David for the election night watch party. I hope you'll all join me down there. We'll watch the results come in and see history being made. We'll have a good time. We're going to have some pools and games and such. Stay with us. Coming up on the show tomorrow. Who's on the show tomorrow? I don't know. I can't even remember. Thea Miller-Ryan will be here. Scott Hudson's here. Jerry P. of ESPN. We'll talk about football. It's going to be a good time. Thanks a lot, everybody. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOR.